0: some cool music you get to wear black robes it's the it's the fun bit it's
1: the cloaks for me it's the cloaks for me for yeah. sure like i want the clothes and then the latin like and the latin incantations and the organ music basically i want church without the jesus so this is what it is right <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep horror movie survival guide is a weekly podcast where i gorehound julia marquesi delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums terry gamble who is hiding in the creepy horror closet here?
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Survival Guide. We are so excited to have you here this week. It's not just me, it's Harry. We
0: also have... Uh, Julia, saying hello to all of you disco citizens out there to talk today about 1934's The Black Cat. Title of this episode is Supernatural Baloney. That's one of our best title (laughs) episodes It has to be said. Uh, And the the tagline for this movie, you'll see things you'll never forget. Correct. Yeah, well, uh, this is, I mean, I mean, at the time. I, I know, but I feel like you can go more sensational than this. Like, this is kind of a, okay, I don't know. I feel like the tagline could be more sensational than this. Um, this is suggested by a story by Edgar Allan Poe, uh, but the the screenplay was written by Peter Rurick and Edward, Edgar G. Ulmer, who also directed it. Um, so this uh, famously stars Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi together, uh, as they should be, and they will be for eight movies. <laughs> they are in eight movies together.
1: They are icons, legends, kings, uh, if you will. I'm so excited we're covering this movie. This is like Thank truly you. a gift, Sierra, for picking this. This is these are this whole month we're doing picks from Sierra because we are thankful for her as our producer. in this month of Thanksgiving, love it. Um, also, this is a fabulous pick. I'm. Over the moon, excited to talk about this with you today, Julia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so let's open on our sweet honeymoon couple, the Allisons, Peter and Joan, who look so... So when you when a horror movie opens with a sweet couple, you're like, oh, this is going to go bad. You It's about fuckers. to go bad for you too.
1: Yeah. Like you all are the patsies at the beginning of this movie, but they're so cute. They're on the Orient Express. It feels very like, I don't know, cosmopolitan. Like they're on like the most beautiful like honeymoon. You're like, oh, there's such a cute I mean, little newly newlyweds like yeah
0: honeymooning oh. on the orient express in the 1930s sounds luxe deluxe
1: that sounds like they got some money honey a month he got money honey i feel like that meme right now like quinta brunson it's very <laughs> that like it's just like wow like that's like I think about luxurious times or like like luxurious travel, like definitely everything pre uh, 9-11 for the most part. Like I feel like I've romanticized all of travel before that because like you could hang out and have like real dishes and forks and knives. I remember everything switched to like plastic right after that and it was just awful because mm. um, they were worried about weapons. So anyway, I love the luxuriousness of a train in the 1930s. Delightful.
0: We'll put it on our time travel list. Uh, it can, it can be, mm, it can you can be go there. Him. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> um, so they, the, the Porter comes in, he says their mistake has been made. Uh, they overbooked their room. So they got to let this dude in. And you're like, Oh, is their fucking honeymoon, man. But, and they're uh, just being y-
1: so cute talking about like, I'm hungry. I'm not hungry. Oh no, I'm not hungry. Actually I'm starving. Oh my God. No, actually I'm starving. They did one of those. And I was like, Oh my God, they're that couple like at the, like, you know, just, uh, disgusting, cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got no eyebrows, basically, and I love... I just live for, like, the painted-on brow. And then they have this man. It's Bella freaking Lagosi coming on into your room. Can you yes. imagine?
0: Dr. Vitas Verdagast, who's coming in just being like, I'm going to go visit an old friend in this uh, peculiarly small town that not a lot of people seem to be uh, at. Uh, so it, when it, he's... This scene uh so we have a scene where she falls this is in the train car she falls asleep yes. and he touches her hair while she's sleeping and i was like oh that's fucking creepy because they're both asleep no no husband's awake watching. he wakes this dude. up
1: and then he looks and he's like he's like well will you do me the indulgence kind sir i lost my wife years ago i just you know needed a needed a little touch
0: And just uh, like uh no dude oh awkward that's that's some, some creepiness, but, you know, would you expect anything less from Lugosi? So after 15 years from hard-ass prison, he is coming back to this uh, mansion. This is uh, Marmoros, which is in Gumbos, which is built on uh, the greatest graveyard in the world. He says it is a masterpiece of construction built on the ruins of a masterpiece of Destruction.
1: Destruction. Yeah. So we find out like it was like a really bad spot for like the Austrian army. They had like what they called the Red River that flowed beneath it, like because so much blood was dispelled during this battle that like the water in the area turned red for a while. Like this is like not the place you probably want to be on your honeymoon just saying like as like as a a treat um it's it's pretty pretty scary um but that's not where they were ultimately trying to go they were trying to get to like budapest you know they're hanging out wanting to go see some beautiful sights in hungary um but they end up stuck at this uh at the spot um where they are gonna get a ride up uh up 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 to this uh, this place
0: so they, they are in the car with, uh, with Dr. Uh, Vertigast and suddenly there is a car crash. Uh, the, there just seems to be like the, the tire just blows like it's not, it doesn't seem to be intentional.
1: It doesn't seem to be intentional, but also this driver is not a good driver. Like, he's looking back at them the whole time. I rewatched the scene a couple times. I was like, dear God, this guy, the way he is driving, it is not good. He's basically like the hotel, you know, shuttle that comes picks you up from, like, you know, a stop. So this is like like, you know, so he's that guy. And he's just trying to give them all the, like, ins and outs of, like, the city and, like, a little bit of history and color and just, like... Looking back and not looking at the road, and they're going around, and it's raining, of course, outside. Because, and horror movie, and an old school horror movie would not be an old school horror movie without a rain scene. I feel like It just would be remiss, because that's terrifying, right? And so, all of a sudden, there's an accident. The driver's dead because they go over this cliff. They roll over. Joan is knocked out. Um, and uh, Vertigast has got a manservant who's been traveling with him. I'm like, you were in jail for 15 years, but you have a manservant? Okay, you- tell me more. How much money y'all got? <laughs> you weren't didn't have enough money to get out of jail earlier? Okay, okay, okay. Um, so they end up going up to this engineer's house and they and they end up all now being guests um with Vertigast at the engineer's house. Ah, uh, this oof. is
0: uh this is Poltseg played by Karloff. This house, wow. Wow.
1: Modern architecture, ahoy. Like, holy goodness. This thing is like state of the art fortress he is built on top of a war memorial basically um and he the way he awakens out of his bed it's like he's awakening like summoning a ghost or like you know the way he rises is like mmm, like I straight like up I out. Should,
0: I should start rising. I should start getting up that way. It's like a Michael Myers like sitting up. It's terrifying. <laughs> if you get up like that out of bed and we're on a trip together, Julia, I'm going to like, I don't know. I might have to, I don't know. See, that's this the kind of thing. I might thing have like to like stake only, you in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's only good if you're with someone else to freak them out. I just, if we're waking up alone, it's kind of pointless. But I'll know. I'll know the you joke. You should practice. Just practice. Okay. And then when it's time, you'll be so ready. Uh, uh so, so pulsing and uh, reluctantly is like well I guess these people are coming into my house uh and they finally have their face off and it, it turns out that the the doctor thinks that he has wronged him and he has come not to kill him but to kill his soul slowly damn he's on a that's mission harsh. of revenge like it's not even I'm going to kill you right now I'm going to shoot you in the chest that's how much I hate you I want to watch you I want to watch you suffer and like break your soul jesus <laughs> that's fucking intense man you know but i get it like, if you've been un- so God, in prison like i guess it's <laughs> well okay but i'm thinking about like sweeney todd right sweeney todd comes back from prison after however many years he's been there and he just wants to kill he just wants to kill him like his his plan isn't really to fuck with him he's just like the sooner i can get him in my shop and kill him the better this is like no no i don't want to kill you yet not
1: yet I want revenge. I want real revenge, and the real revenge is the slow drip of death and the, and, and your and your soul slowly leaving you. Beautifully, beautiful, poetic, gothic shit. Into it. So, um, in the midst of things, though, they've, they've as they've come back, like Vertigast actually helped treat Joan because she, you know, was kind of injured, and so he gives her some some sort of serum of some sort of narcotics and stuff like that. And she, the way she reacts with these narcotics, she all of a sudden seems like a ghost now too, and it's super weird. Um, she um, finds the guys all chatting in, in another room and she walks in like an ethereal, creepy gothic ghost. And they're like, uh, lady, are you OK? And Like, you know, you need to go back to bed. You've gone through some crazy trauma and I put you back to bed. Uh, but you can tell like all of a sudden I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a fight for her because you can tell that Pulzig is not 100 percent all there. He seems very uh, distracted by some other things. We also start seeing some little clues here and here that he might be a part of some sort of occult. Um, situation. Some rites of Lucifer and some other things start popping up um, around him. So it looks like he might have some other motives. And maybe this accident wasn't so much of an accident as it seemed from the beginning mm. by the way things are going now.
0: The doctor plays her weirdness off by saying that the injection he gave her, the person becomes uh, mediumistic and can be opening open to energies. Uh, to which uh, the the husband replies, uh, "Supernatural baloney," uh, and, and, Peter, and in his he, in his de- delightful accent, "Supernatural, perhaps, baloney, or perhaps not." Uh, which I actually know that quote and that scene because there's uh, a scene in the monkey's movie, delightful movie, Head. If you haven't seen Head, highly recommended. It's great. Uh, where they kind of they kind of flip channels through a bunch of Hollywood movies, uh, and that line is specifically in there. So. A uh, little uh, little thing we were talking about. Oh hey, my god! Oh, wow. The, the here's Julia. The
1: if anyone can bring anything back to the monkeys, it's you and Julie Klausner, and I can <laughs> count on both of you all for bringing anything and anything anywhere back to the monkeys. And I appreciate you both for that so much. So we also get into the black cat lore because all of a sudden a black cat crosses the path, and we see freaking you know Bella Lugosi's character Vetus, freak the fuck out like like terrifying like he's very mortally terrified of black cats and we find out more about the lore of black cats and like how in some cultures they've considered that these cats are deathless um that the that's where the nine lives things comes around because they seem to be immortal somehow um and are harbingers of death which is deathlessness is equal to evil so Uh, um, but they also say and
0: the first cat that he sees that he freaks out at he kills He throws a glass at it and he kills it. Uh, So they also say that a black cat is evil and the death that can enter the nearest living thing upon its death. So uh, if you were near a cat and you killed a cat, that's not good.
1: Yeah. And so we don't know where that evilness is going to land. Um, But also you're in this weird house at the same time, too. That's very tricky as they're talking about. Um, there's like weird doors and exits and stuff like that and trap doors and it's also built on top of potentially a bunch of landmines from the war. So the house could actually probably explode at any time if you're not careful e- entering or exiting the house or tiptoeing around the house. So mm. not scary at all. It's um, like a house and of fun, e- you know? Fully uh, welcome to the house of fun. Dun, dun. So um, and um, Peter even goes as far as like because he wants to leave the door open because he's kind of like, I need the lights on a little bit, maybe to sleep in here. Um, and Vetus opens the door between the, like their adjoining suites. And is like he's like, yeah, yeah, leave the door open. That would be actually better, dude, if you would do that. Because Pilsack actually had put Vetus in one room, but he switches with Peter. And so um, and Peter calls it a nice, cozy, unpretentious, insane asylum, if you will. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well. So he goes to right around 4.30 at night. So it's late. But at about 20 minutes later, all of a sudden, um, Pulzig comes into the room to see Vetus. But it's not Vetus in the room. It's Peter. And so they have a little a little moment of mistaken identity. And Peter, I love. He's like, I should have gone to Niagara Falls instead of this
0: place, <laughs> <laughs> instead of Hungary. <laughs> uh, so but uh, Pulzig and the doctor do have their face off where the doctor keeps saying, where's my wife? I know that he's been on the trail and he knows that this is where she is or where the last contact. is Where sh- she last had.
1: ended. Uh, yeah. and he had a
0: wife and a daughter also very Sweeney Todd like, whereas he's coming back looking for his wife and his daughter. Hey, there's similarities, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And then, so they shows him. Like, might I might've been inspired here. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, why don't you come see your dead wife? And so, uh, his wife is there suspended in, he has, let, let me just not say not just his wife, a whole room full of women of suspended pretty women in these like pretty women
1: pretty women yeah, beautiful pretty women. Pretty women,
0: pretty women. It's very Sondheim still.
1: I think this is like maybe maybe a big inspiration. Maybe this is why Sierra gave this to us. She wanted us to sing Sondheim again. <laughs> like <laughs> very that. The mysteries.
0: Uh, um, mm-hmm. But you do you knew that S- uh, Sweeney Todd is based on a book that was written uh, at the turn of the century. So who yes. inspired who? will never know. They
1: all feed each other. But also it's a room full of pretty women and suspended. Like they look like angels. They're all wearing mm-hmm. like these like white looking glowing outfits. Basically, their hair is just like gloriously displayed. Like if you were going to keep a bunch of dead women around, this is how you would do it.
0: This is how you do it. They look good. We we never get into the details of how he's preserving this woman or how they are floating they don't seem to be in any liquid so like how they're floating there we don't know this is not he's important. like some to the weird plot, mad although, scientist yeah yeah i feel like this is kind of important knowledge but that's okay but he says why did you do that and he said i wanted to preserve her beauty always so it's these women that he found beautiful that he wants to preserve them as he sees them at their muse. beautiful there's a twisted romanticism in it although you know although just he's monstrous and terrible um but they you know they get in this kind of kind of battle about it and i think their the 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 point that Holst eventually gets to and i think because they were in the prison camp together um mm-hmm. is that he says like we did we not both die in Marmorose 15 years ago are we any the less of the victims of the war than those whose bodies have been torn asunder are we not the living dead um which is so poetic and so beautiful and and something that like it kind of distills in why wars so important My to me because it's it, yeah. it doesn't matter if you live or die you're still the living dead like you're going to be dead or the living dead because it's just going to destroy uh you mentally uh terrible so this is
1: a, a point you end up of having a sea are really hard it's really hard for people to get over and you don't ever those things stay with you
0: yeah they you say know? we we've seen too much of life they say and they go that's right. part of life so you go okay this is something where i think you know there's a, a lot of i think this is I wonder if anybody's ever done this kind of film festival where it's the someone who's a killer who has been in war and it's twisted them to this that, that being you know whatever they've seen this kind of PTSD has gone in this very violent PTSD fashion. festival gosh yeah. I hope not but no
1: there's plenty of movies I mean like you know I, I feel like I'm thinking of like what was that death death it's got two titles the one we did the one that oh death that dream? we did with your yes death dream um mm-hmm. There's there's quite a few. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's 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 quite a quite a bit there. Um, but I don't know if I could sit all day for that. Um, it's, it's a lot. Um, but um he does Vitas does try to go kill Hilmar in this moment as he's confronted about all this stuff and realizing that his wife has been killed and that his child is gone. And so, but a black cat crosses the path when he's about to try to take him down. And so he can't because obviously he has this crazy fear and he's like it's stopped in that moment. So the cat kind of saves him in that moment. Um but uh And then also he tells his servant in the midst of all this, like, hey, like, I am on this mission to get rid of this guy. But right now you're going to be his servant because I can't let him on to know that I'm actually coming against him. So he acts like he's on his side for the time being based on this conversation that he has about them all being the living dead.
0: This seems like a dubious uh, instruction. It also feels like I would just want to get out ASAP, right? You have. But if he cries, he knows that house is a trap. Sure, but you have your crony who just puts, you know, put a little muscle to him, break a few kneecaps, and you're going to find out everything you want to find out with little fuss and muss. Okay, the Peter and I, Peter and Joan are like a little monkey thrown in the wrench, and that's going to solve that problem. But I think, like, drawing this out in this way, and this ends up kind of being a, a, a terrible thing at the end that he's done this, like his servant is on the other side. So it seems strange. Uh, we also find if out his daughter. You're
1: like oh, you didn't save any poison for me with the Capulets, right? Like it's very like that type of like misdirection of like Romeo and Juliet, like sure. ending, right? So I think I think that's part of the, you know, the setup. And also they are playing a game of chess. That's what we cut to next. And I think this is part of his, his chess game. And he thinks that he's trying to get ahead of him by doing this. So I think that that's, you know, you get where he's at. He's like doing war strategy, right? Because he's behind enemy sure. lines right now. So when you're behind sure. enemy lines, you kind of have to try to figure out how you're going to get out. And he knows he is probably not going to just be able to walk out of this place. That guy's definitely going to come after him. He's already killed his wife and his daughter is already gone. So but he knows that if he tries to leave.
0: yeah, His daughter is, in fact, alive and is now uh, shacking up with our friend Pulsik.
1: She is the wife now. She has been raised to be the wife of Pulsik. And so she is in his bed. Um, where he implores her to stay for the evening. it's like, hey, for your own safety, you cannot leave this room at all tonight. Please stay here through tomorrow.
0: Don't you want Um, to be married to a guy like that?
1: (laughs) I think that she's been controlled her whole life, so she probably doesn't know any better. And she might have a little Stockholm syndrome at this point is my guess. Yes and no, I I do not want that guy. Even though he looks kind of hot in his body once he, like, takes up his shirt later. Anyway. um, Wow. Nice.
0: Boris Karloff man love. I adore it. That's adorable. You're so cute. Uh, And then, And then we get him uh, reading the Satanic Bible before bed. Like, he's just doing a light light reading. Just light
1: rites of Lucifer, you know, just trying to figure out this virgin sacrifice ceremony of some sort or whatever he's got to do. The Dark dark of the Moon ceremony. Sorry. So um, he ends up playing a game of chess with – uh, Mr. Polsick. And uh, he's like, oh, Mr. Allison, do you play chess? And he stumbles upon them playing this game. He doesn't realize that they're playing for his wife. Uh, the mm-hmm. men have decided that like, well, one of us gets her. Uh, it's not going to be Mr. Allison anymore, even though he just married her. It's going to be one of us guys. So and uh, Mr. Allison's like, no, I just play poker. I don't play chess. And uh, he lets them continue on.
0: Uh, So the police uh, show up to record the accident, uh, which seems like it's happened ages ago by now. Uh, And it turns out, hey, the car doesn't work. The phone doesn't work. Uh, You're kind of trapped here. Uh, And the police
1: rode in on bicycles, so they don't have a way to transport you. They're like, might be kind of rough on the lady if we throw her on a bicycle right now. Uh, So that's how we got up the hill. So unfortunately, there's no way out. So uh, you guys are trapped. You're basically going to have to get out of here on foot. If and you're the train
0: isn't till 11 p.m. So you have to stay here regardless. And Joan is not I mean, she wasn't bad; didn't seem that badly injured, but it just seems like everything that's happened has thrown her in a bit of a loop. So
1: she is mentally strained, as they would say at this point, I think, yes, you know, so anything to put it can kind of set her off where she's dealing with, I think, a little bit of PCSD about it as well, too, and feeling like this is not the place she probably thought she wanted to spend her honeymoon either. Um, and, and Peter is like, we got to get the hell out of here. I don't care, so we're going to leave our bags. We'll send for them another time. We, It's better for us to get out of here with our lives than with our things. So they go to try to get out of there, but Vetus has just lost the chess match as this is happening, uh, which uh, Peter is not aware of, and so um, he's going to get stopped at the door by um, the manservant because he's under the bidding to do the bidding for, um, for polzik So he gets attacked and joan faints when she sees this because she's like oh no i don't have my mr allison my husband anymore and this is not going to be good so So they lock
0: joan in her room and they take peter down into the basement and lock him up uh but the doctor steals the key to joan's room and comes in to comfort her um and tell her i'm sorry uh comes in to tell her about the ritual no the doctor does i'm sorry
1: yeah, the doctor lets her know like hey like but we'll we'll try to figure it out. And so um and he tells her that Polzig is basically a devil worshipper and this is what he's about and he's going to actually probably put you be part of the ceremony. This is kind of what it's about, but you need to be brave. I need you to be brave. Um and so he locks her in the room but he ends up walking downstairs and giving that key right to Hilmar Polzig and you're like, "Okay, well that can't be good." Okay. Um but in the midst of thing Karen finds her way out of her room and pops on over to see Joan. And uh, Joan is like, hey, I've met your dad. Are you Karen Verdagast? And she's like, what? My dad's dead. She's like, no, no, he's here tonight. Like I I came here with him basically. And Karen kind of freaks out. But uh, Pulzig discovers that they're talking and uh, basically beats her down. It's not good
0: mm.
1: um, because he told her to stay in her room, which she did not.
0: And now it's time for the satanic party. All the guests are coming Looking the so well-to-do.
1: To and they're all putting on their cloaks. And I love this playing the organ. It's like, oh, it's very Phantom of the Opera. All of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, yes. Okay, play that organ. Play That's, why, me, play
0: you, that's why you join a satanic cult, right? It's like this, like, first you get the cocktail party and then you get get going on and then you get some cool music. You get to wear black robes. It's the, It's the fun bit. It's the cloaks like, for me. It's the cloaks for me, for yeah. sure.
1: Like, I want the clothes. And then the Latin, like, and the Latin incantations and the organ music. Basically, I want church without the Jesus. So this is what it is, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. That's it. Uh All right. so they have they have their satanic uh, ritual the girls are uh in white dresses uh and they force her to uh participate whether she wants to or not. Uh and so it's looking kind of dire. Yeah, they
1: bring her in and she proceeds to faint again. This is like the third time now that she's fainted in the movie.
0: Um, as they, soon we, well, like, we haven't seen them eat anything. Can we just say that as well? So who knows the last time they starving. ate on the train? She's starving, probably. And she was starving at the beginning, too.
1: And I, don't, oh, I didn't yeah. see her eat then, too, right? Remember they were both hungry? Um, So she faints again. And as soon as she sees like the manservant come in and, and um takes out Peter and stuff like that, too. um, And it seems like... Peter finds a match in the midst of this, like down in his like cell and he thinks it seems like he's going to make it out of there and finds finds the lights and finds the way out. But um, he walks in on some people struggling um, in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees um, he sees Peter's man like sorry Polzig sees the manservant that was Polzig's that was sorry that was Vetus's manservant that's now yeah. been working for Pulzic <laughs> and um, basically he goes sorry I got a little too many things too many things too many things it's I'm right. too excited tie it back please
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so it ended up the doctor and the guard end up stealing joan away that's uh it. the guards get shot uh they find karen on an operating table about to be uh preserved i would imagine is that what yeah, she's about to
1: go in one of those glass boxes to like her mom i think that's what's about to happen because pulzik's weird and he wants to preserve beauties in boxes um and so yeah um Vetus finds
0: and this is the what we've paid money for. This is why we bought the ticket to see Lugosi and Karloff actually battle, which In was fantastic. together. Yes.
1: And so this is the big boss battle fight, right, this time finally, right? And so he's so enraged about seeing his daughter on this table and knowing that, like, this guy took out his wife and his daughter and this guy needs to go now. But he doesn't want to do it, like, quickly. This is when he decides to do it slowly. He's like, I'm going to basically skin you alive, dude. Mm-hmm. So you can feel everything while it's happening, but you're still gonna be alive. Man, you chains him up on like one of those X's, you know, like you're gonna be like some hot torture, but it's not hot torture, but yeah. it's kind of hot because Carla looks kind of hot. I'm confused, but anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> he takes his clothes off, and um, Joan is hanging out in the back though, and she's like, uh, "I just kind of want to get out of here." <laughs> she's like laying on the floor, like freaking out, and um, her husband shows up at this point because he's found his way out of his cell. Um, But he can't hear that like that Vetus is actually trying to help her. He sees him and thinks that he's actually hurting her and goes to because they're trying to get the key out of out of um, his manservant's hand who has died for him at this point. Um, So the hand, his hand is clutched around the key. Ugh,
0: so devastating. right? Yeah. So he ends up killing the doctor or shooting the doctor when he was uh, just trying to help. Uh, But, you know, it's been a good it's been it's been a good game. It's been a good game. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so the movie ends uh with th- an explosion of the entire house all gone that beautiful beautiful house uh but as peter, and peter run away escape mm-hmm. uh but the thought of that 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 beautiful house oh but you know that as i said the the the, the land is is soiled right like this land is sour this is not where you want to build your house well, this plenty is of not beautiful on top of homes a that are around
1: yeah on the wrong places and this is one of but them no, there's like that
0: it, but he wanted to build his house there he purposely built his house yes
1: he did it specifically i'm just thinking about the house that used to be unlike laurel canyon that was like um that ended up falling off because like it was just like i felt like it always had bad juju i remember doing a a film shoot there once and then i remember it falling after one of the mudslides and i was like that house was supposed to come down because it is not right like whatever goes on in that house really um yeah yeah you've never told me about this oh yeah it's okay because it's a creepy house okay. there are creepy things out there but there are some houses that should not be out there and that's one of them and this is one of those houses for even that was gorgeous and needed to come down yeah um because all the things that were happening in that home and so joan and peter do run away and they make their way on to budapest uh on the train
0: huh. yeah they're gonna have a real nice honeymoon right it's gonna be uh it's gonna be real fun but it looks no, like it's like is this like gone. a year
1: later, and they wrote they wrote a book about it or something. And Peter, because he's an author, that was his character. He's a novelist. Yeah. He writes a book, and everyone thinks that what he because he basically writes the truth of what happens to them. But everyone thinks he wrote an unrealistic novel. So it's him like reading a review at the end, being like, none of this could have been true. Like none of this is, this is so far fetched. And you're like, oh, so th-
0: they seem to re- th- then they seem to recover it okay. They can uh, write a book about it and be fine about it. Um, but you know the the happy ending is one thing uh seeing them uh, curl off and, and Lugosi fight is really the best thing right
1: that's what we came for like that was yeah. literally what this is about right like just seeing these guys like i feel like, like any seeing battle any it two out, big
0: icons like this you always hope they're going to actually battle right
1: of course alien versus predator baby like you want to see you want to see the clash of the titans right um and I don't think this disappoints. I love watching them kind of tête-à-tête, and them even them playing chess was like very hot. Like I was just mm-hmm. like, yes, <laughs> stand up. All right, I was like Glare, glaring, 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 stand like uh, you know stances at each other. Like, uh, oh, my my stare is more intense than your stare. You
0: know, I, like very I don't hot. know, they're both pretty intense. I don't know if I could say who had a more intense stare. No, at. you couldn't. Exactly, exactly. It was great. Uh, So this movie, let's talk about some gore factor. One is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is the bathtub of blood. Five is run for the barf bag. This has a zero for gore. There really isn't any. But as we always say, just because there isn't gore doesn't mean it isn't a fantastic film.
1: Correct. Um, That's just about the bloody, the bloody, bloody issue. There's no blood in this film. There, bloody things happen, but we don't ever get to see any of it. Um, Movie ratings: Chainsaws. One if you're desperate. Two barely qualifies as a horror film. Three seen worse, seen better. Four not too shabby. Five panegyrical. I think if you could not tell by my excitement, me stumbling over half of this movie, being way too excited, it is a full five for me. This movie is freaking perfect.
0: I yep. give it a five as well. This movie yep. is fantastic. We highly recommend it. It's beautiful to look at. It's fantastically acted. It's a cool idea. And uh, we, should, we think you should watch it. And we would love it if you would tell us what you think about The Black Hat uh, because we – love to hear from you so we are on twitter on we are on facebook we are on instagram we will talk to you about this to the cows come home we also have a patreon if you'd like to join our patreon and find out uh, uh what we're what movie we're doing early that is available to you we would love your support we would also love you to check out our teespring if you're oh so inclined
1: guess some march thank you again sierra for this pick this is freaking fantastic i love classic um horror we love a little black and white action and we love bella lugosi and Carla together oh god so hot so thank you um we'll see you guys again real soon have a
0: wonderful week yeah have a great week thank you for listening horror movie survival guide is independently produced by terry gamble julia Marchesi, and sierra Rhine. hey that's me if you would like to support the show find us on patreon.com slash horror movie survival guide